0: Welcome. Welcome to the Crimson Circle Connection Center here in Louisville, Colorado. We're here. We're here for the shout Merlin I Am. This will be the third in the series, and we look forward. Oh boy, I'm so off. It's snowing out. It's got me a little distracted. It's actually the fourth in the series, Merlin I Am. So... Please, let's get ready for Adamus, or whomever, as we go into this shout. So as always, let's start with the good, deep breath, the conscious breath of life. Yes, we're constantly focused on this breath, but it's it's a very beautiful breath, the breath of I am here, I am present. Take the good, deep breath and open to all the potentials of this experience for you. Just let the energies feel with each breath. Just feel the energies. They're flowing. They're flowing, if you allow it. Allow the energies to expand within and also without, beyond, beyond. Take the deep breath as we invite Adamus in for each of us. Feel it. Breathe it. Take the good deep breath. Adamus will be here, but for now, keep breathing and feel into this music that plays for us. Take the good deep breath and be with it. Be with it.
1: I am that I am, Adamus of Saint Germain. Ah, I love human music. I forget how much I miss the human music. You know, we have we have our angel music, we have some pretty good jazz bands up at the Ascended Masters Club. But I mean, pure human music—what a song of energy! Oh, what a communication. There's nothing like it when. When the music, like what you just heard, is played from the heart and the soul. It's an expression of the the human journey. It's an expression of the passion of the human. It's, it's, to me, one of the finest examples of energy being communication. Mm -hmm. That's what energy is. It's just communication. It's not a force. And when music like this is played, it moves souls. Uh, there's a lot of types of human music. Some I don't, really don't care for. You know that, Linda. Some some I don't care for that much at all. The music is trivial, or it's um, what would you call it? Manufactured. It's a formula music. It's I mean it's okay. Uh, and then then you've got your um, what is it called? What call country western music. Uh, uh, the the music of despair and unluck. Yeah, that that has a lot of soul to it. Uh, it's still not my favorite classical music. I love. I wrote a lot of symphonies. You know that, don't sure you? Sure, you did. You want me to tell oh, you? Oh, sure. Again go all go about through the it? list. I no, dare you. I wrote a lot of okay. classical okay. music, and I still love listening to it. But and there's other human music that comes by now and again that, oh, it almost makes me want to come back to Earth to be in human form. But nah, I won't go that far. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. And and I say that. From many different standpoints, you'll you come to understand. Even Caldero will come to understand by the end of the day what I mean by that. But welcome back! You made it through 2020. You all get a special badge that you can wear or no a T-shirt kidding. or whatever. W- welcome back! You you made it through that blistering year. I mean, Crazy. what a year it was with with COVID, with the closing of the Order of the Ark, with all the limitations and restrictions with face masks. Oh, what a thing, face masks. The worst thing about face masks is that you have to smell your own breath all day long. I I mean, it's like I I just couldn't even possibly imagine with with some humans how they could actually endure that. I think it's killing their sense of smell. I I think that's what it did. That's that's why uh, if you get this uh, coronavirus, it'll uh, kill your sense of smell. I think it's because it comes from face masks having to Smell that all day long, but what a year it was uh, the The angelic families coming back together for really the first time. the call went out, and then they're told to disband to ungroup mm. ungroup. remember we talked about ungrouping even before the angelic families ungrouped all the social unrest everything 's at a boiling point right now, everything happening well you just had it this past week and America, you had this uh, this great uh, disruption. It didn't actually cause a lot of damage, other than to hearts and minds. Yet it was it was unsettling for so many of you to see that. I was watching up at the Ascended Masters Club, and we we installed TVs now because humans have them. We figured we better put some in, but ours are really high tech. They're actually holograms. I was watching all this transpire on on our. Uh, Ascended master Holograms, and I remember my journeys to America in my last lifetime. I came to America five different times, helped write the Constitution. actually, I wrote most of it, and others took credit for it. but what what was that look Linda I mean that that uh, look of
0: adoration
1: the, adora- the look of adoration <laughs> thank <laughs> you yeah no, I did uh, I, I was instrumental in in writing, helping to write the constitution and it it disheartened me to see what I saw on our holograms, uh, Mm. but yet actually in a way it didn't. Actually, in a way, you know, Linda, you would think that I'd be crying like an Ascended Master, silly tears, you know, what's happened to the planet, but well, part of me was disheartened. I I just don't like seeing that kind of thing. Part of me knew it was very appropriate. It's the Mm. right thing at the right time. And actually, I'll be so bold as to say I got up from watching the hologram. I went out into the hall with some of the other Ascended Masters, called them together and said, this is it. This is it. We're at the right time, at the right place on this planet Earth. It's validation of the work that all of us have been doing, of course, but especially me and my group I call Shaumbra. It's validation for what comes next. 2020, behind us. 2021 be interesting. I'll, I'll explain more later. It's not going to be without its hazards. It's mm. not going to be without its trepidations. It's not going to be a fluffy year, I can tell you that right now. I'm just going to go on the record as saying 2021 is not going to be fluffy.
0: Can't we have a fluffy year? No, when do we no, earn <laughs> it?
1: You, no. You should have had one back in 1987 when you had a chance, and you kind of overlooked that. So, sorry about that. You missed it for this lifetime. No, it's not going to be a fluffy year at all. It's going to be an interesting year, but not like 2020. Not like 2020. Okay. And individually uh, – you asked about the fluffy year for the planet – individually, I, I don't think you want fluff, but I think you want uh, – well, let me just leave it at this. For 2021, 20, for Shambra, it'll be the year of sensuality, mm-hmm. sensuality. Uh, And uh, some of you heard that as sexuality, some of you liked that, some of you didn't, but no, sensuality. We're going to open up those senses and we're going to use those senses. We're going to go beyond just the mind, we're going to go beyond just uh, human limitations. Why not? All those things are there and accessible, so it's going to be the year of sensuality, feeling things deeply, even if feeling them hurts sometimes, you know? You're watching uh, your television, and you saw all this happening in uh, Capitol in Washington, and some of you just couldn't stand it. no, <laughs> stop right there. Go back to the TV, watch it, feel deeply into it. And and initially, you're going to think that's counterintuitive. Like you don't want to watch it. No, you're going to be able to dive into any situation, including those very personal situations in your life, and feel the sensuality, not necessarily the pain. I mean, you might be aware that there is pain, but you're going to move to a level of sensuality and actually be able to appreciate it and enjoy it. So that's what we have ahead of us. Okay. Glad to see 2020 in in the backside. now. It was a necessary year, uh, necessary for so many adjustments, not on the planet Earth, but in all the cosmos. I'm not exaggerating one bit a necessary year, to have this great shift. Who could have thought that you could get the whole planet to stay home and to wear masks even if they did go out? Who would have thought that you could do that? I'd ask you right now, with your very first sensuality experience, feel into the changes that occurred on the planet in the last year. People staying at home. People having to stop and pause in their life. Take a look at their job, at their families. Take a look at uh, the governments that are supposed to be there to serve them. Take a look at some of the uh, inequalities on the planet. You know, you get enough people who sit at home and slow down for a moment. They're going to start looking at their own lives and how their life relates to the outside world. They're going to look at things like inequality and they're going to demand some changes in it. I tell you one thing: that this planet is not going to go back to pre-2020. It's not going to be like pre. Uh, it's not going to be like 2019 or 2018 or 1947 or anything like that. This planet has had a permanent change. Difficult at times, yes, and some tough times ahead. But a great change has come over the planet. You're going to come back on five years from now. You're going to look back and say that was a pivotal year the most pivotal year of change, and who could have thought that it would have taken place this way? Not a war, not famine. Yes, a lot of people died with coronavirus. Uh, a lot of people died, but in all respect to them, they were really ready to go. They were really ready to go. They There was a kind of, you could say, a life plan. And if it hadn't been for a virus, it could have been something else. but. And I'm not saying it was a clearing. I was saying they had the intuition, they had the foresight to know that it was better for them to leave right now and to come back uh, kind of renewed, ready for their next lifetime without all the old baggage. It was actually and Calder doesn't like this, <laughs> so I'm going to say it In a way, there was a little bit of a lineup. To leave. Yeah, at the exit doors of planet Earth this last year, there were those who really wanted to leave and they were kind of in line waiting to leave the great exodus of the planet, because they realized that they could just step out of the physical realm, go to – they didn't know it in these terms – but they knew there was something out there that they could go to that would provide a lot of consciousness and insight. Uh, it turns out to be the New Earths, which are very active right now. But they could exit and go there, have a true rejuvenation, rather than just ending up in the near-Earth realms uh, and, and coming back for another same old, same old lifetime. They knew that there was now what, what you would call cosmic hope in the New Earths. So there was a lineup of those really ready to leave. And to go to the new Earth, those who were ready to leave and just uh, in disgust and just stay in the old uh, new uh, the old Earth realms, the near Earth realms, kind of that in between zone, it uh, didn't matter so much. But right about the time that the angelic families broke up and the beings started going to these, there's over right now over two hundred and thirty new Earths. They started going there, and the ones. Back here on Earth, knowing that it, what an opportune time for, to leave, to go there, and to re- truly rejuvenate. So there, there were a lot of deaths on the planet, but there are a lot more who would have liked to have gone that that didn't or haven't yet. So let's not look on it with terrible sadness. I mean, yes, grieving when one leaves, but looking at where they're going to all those – not all of them – but a a vast majority of the ones who left the planet during this time of the coronavirus went on to the New Earths and are going through a total, you could say, rejuvenation. So when they come back, they're not just going to follow into the same old patterns. They're going to be, you could say, infused with the awareness of new potentials for when they come back. Rather than the same old potential of going back into the same biological family, back to the same city, back to the same job or the same career profession, they're going to be infused with new potentials. They're going to have more to choose from than they could have ever possibly imagined. Let's take a good deep breath and a sip of coffee with that. So, there is good that comes from all this, and. You know when you get caught up in duality and, you know, oh, it's so sad and all these people, and then the conspiracies. Every time that there's one of these kind of conflicts, you got the conspiracies that come along. Waste of time. What I really wanted to say here in the opening segment is I want to express my profound respect and gratitude to Shambra. Uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm known to be provocative once in a while, mm-hmm. annoying, uh, demand mm-hmm. – yeah. you don't have to agree quite so much – demanding, arrogant. That one you can nod your head to, arrogant. <laughs> I'm known to be um, uh, kind of a master of, uh, you could say, distraction at times. I'm known for my great humor uh, at times – not all the time. Uh, known for a lot of things, but … We love you. … I love working with you. I, I miss the, the live audiences. Uh, I re- truly do. It's so dynamic and you get to see yourself, both through me and through all the other audience members. You get to see yourself through the ones who are called upon. And you, you get to … there's such a dynamic when I'm with Shambro. I mean, we roll. We, and I can feel you now of course. I mean, we're all here together, but there's something about being able to slap you in the face. I mean, for real, not just uh, one of these etheric slaps. There's something about being able to really roll my eyeballs when you come up with some macchio. I miss that. We've got to get back to that again soon. We've got to get back to that. I'm I'm so looking forward to it. Oh, we had a uh, raffle numbers or something for who gets to you know be the first ten to be back on stage with Adamus? That, that would be great. I'm looking forward to it. We have tremendous fun together, and I have tremendous respect for each and every one of you. I know how difficult, arduous the journey has been. And we're here, here. We're here together. I mean, not together together, but we're here together at the beginning of 2021. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I have tremendous respect for those who left along the way. I invited many to leave. Or many we were leaving before I invited them, but then I invited a lot to leave, and they, a lot of them did. I do have tremendous respect for them because I know it's important to go off on your own sometimes, to leave. To go through your your own whatever you want to call it your own dragon your own dark night your own search so I have tremendous respect for those who dropped out along the way I'm going way back when but particularly in since the time I've come to Crimson Circle uh, after Tobias departed I have tremendous respect for those who got distracted along the way and left they didn't leave because they're pissed off at me. Those I have fun with, the ones who get pissed off at me and leave. I mean, I'll explain it later, but I really have fun with those. Oh, they're so mad at me, until they realize they're really just angry with themselves. I mean, what, me do anything to get you upset? I don't think so. Uh, So, ultimately you realize it's really getting upset with yourself. You having fun with this? Mm -hmm. Good, good. So, I have tremendous respect. For those who got distracted along the way, it's so easy to get distracted. So, the tremendous respect for anybody who's ever been touched by or part of Crimson Circle, uh, from the times of Tobias through the times of now, there's no no lack of respect. There's no disdain. There's no anything other than just total respect, because look at what we're doing. Look at what you're doing. Look at what you're taking on, where we're going to, what we've already done. So, I'd like to take this pause to really relay my respect out to each and every one of you. I wish we could be doing it here in person, but we'll just do it energetically. My song of respect to you. Whether you're still here today. Whether you walked away or got thrown out, whether you just got distracted – my tremendous respect, because I realize how difficult and challenging it is. Please feel that from my soul to you. (laughs) Let's talk about distractions for a moment. Distractions are pretty common. It's very easy to get distracted. And in a way, distractions are they serve a purpose. Distraction lets you really dive into go from one energy, take a deep dive into another energy. There's a beauty in that when you get distracted, let's say by a conspiracy theory, and you get distracted by that. You, you leave what you would call your path, your journey, your way, your truth. You leave that because the distraction is seductive. It's titillating. It takes your mind and, and even your body away from the hardships of your path that you've chosen. It allows you to uh, get away from all the commotion that's going on within you, and there's a lot going on. When you consider the body is shedding its aniatron so that it can really bring in the free energy body. The mind, is, the mind is readapting itself, redefining itself now as true consciousness, true intelligence comes in. Very easy to get distracted along the way, when particularly when the mind is searching for questions. Distractions uh, can suck you down a long, dark rabbit hole you might not emerge from for lifetimes um, or or just, you know, a few years, a few months, or whatever. One of the problems with distractions is, well, one of the good things about distractions, they're very seductive initially, very seductive. I mean, they're they're like, uh, they're just calling out to you, drawing you in. It's very seductive. Distractions make you feel important. There's an energy in any distraction that's not in your something that's not in your truth, in your path, that will seduce you, in a way of almost saying, look how special you are. Uh, It will deceive you. Now, ultimately not, and ultimately – actually, even I like distractions once in a while – as long as you regain your – I could say – your Wisdom and your purpose your, – your, not purpose, but your wisdom and your true desires. But a stra- distraction will call you out and it'll make you feel important and needed and thrilled. Distraction loves to give a lot of thrill energy, makes you feel alive again. Now, this goes away after a while, and it turns into, into very uh, rote energy, boring, grinding, and in a way, very demanding energy, but then you get distracted from your distractions into another distraction and pretty soon you've got all this chain of distractions. What's really happening along the way, the one really negative part of it, is you get away from your truth. And you know your truth, even though you may not be able to define it. You know your truth. Your truth is the journey, your path, the inner knowingness that's been guiding you for so very long—that's your truth. Problem is, uh, you don't really consciously know your truth. All the the, the like the mental details of the truth and that—it's uh, it, not uh, articulated well or written well. But it's there. The truth is there. You get distracted. Very easy to do. Very easy. You get distracted and. When you're distracted, you know you're out of your truth. And knowing this makes you feel, uh, well, that you're out of your truth, that there's something wrong, that uh, you're no longer truthful to yourself or anybody else. Then you begin to wear that disguise of being untruthful. And you wake up in the morning and you know, I'm not in my truth. And then you try to find your truth, but, well, you get another distraction, and it's kind of like a vicious cycle that goes on. All the time, getting more and more distractions, getting further away from your truth and feeling worse about yourself, because you know you're not in your truth, but then you're trying to discover what your truth is, even though you really do know, but you're trying to discover, and yet another distraction comes up. To suck you away, to say, hey, we got truth over here, but it's really not your truth, it's somebody else's truth, or it's not your full truth. You get into that distraction only to find that's not the truth either. It's like going from one dead end to the other. And you get so frustrated with yourself and you say, I'll never find my truth, or there is no truth. You say, I, I don't know my path, I don't know, I don't know my way and you start relying on others, another distraction, and pretty soon the whole concept of truth is distorted. Let's stop all that right now. The truth has always been there. It's always been there. It's never gone. You've gone, but it has never gone. It's right there. And it may be difficult to put into words, which is actually okay. Words tend to limit. Your truth is there. And I'm not talking about truth as in, you know, what to eat and what kind of job to have or what kind of relation. I'm talking about your truth, your soul truth, your truth to yourself. The, 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 you could almost say it was an agreement that the human made with the soul upon coming to earth. That is the truth. It's not a great big heavy philosophical thing either. It's not, and it's the truth isn't a list of routines and procedures and anything like that. The truth is just a feeling. And the truth feels right. And the truth is not polluted with mind crap. The truth is not about whether you're honest or not. The truth isn't about what kind of job you have or not. The truth is your truth. It's it's you. It's who you are. It's what the human agreed to do with the soul. That's the truth. And when you go into a distraction, which everybody does, by the way. Don't, don't feel bad if you're one of those super-distracted people. You get distracted by anything. You, you hear the telephone ring and your whole life gets distracted. <laughs> don't, everybody gets distracted. But, ultimately, I want you to feel into how those distractions take you down numerous dead-end roads, rabbit holes and, and voids, black holes and everything else, and suddenly you feel so far from the truth, and that leads to even more searching and seeking and stop all that right now. The truth has always been there, and right now, No matter where you are, how many distractions you've gone through, the truth is singing out louder than ever. The truth isn't a nice little sweet cliché. It's not an ism. It's a feeling, Hmm. and it's a very sensual feeling about yourself. Let's take a good deep breath with that. Distractions. How many Shambra along the way got distracted? I mean, we all did, you all did, but so distracted that they left, which is fine. We're not trying to be any sort of big group. Uh, But how many got so distracted that they left and then, if you look at them, if you look at their lives, which I've done, because to me they're still family. I mean, to me they're still Shaumbra, Going way back when. They're still the TNs of Atlantis. So many of them, they got distracted in these years that we've been together as Crimson Circle. And they went from one distraction to another to another. And some of them, are, some of them just then got tired of any sort of seeking and said crap on all of it. Others uh, continue to hop from one thing to the next. But to me, they're still part of Shambra, no matter what. Let's take a good deep breath with even the distractions that come along. Well, let's go deeper into the truth. Sometimes the truth hurts and you almost want to get distracted. I mean, it doesn't hurt, hurt, but sometimes the truth is difficult to face, especially when the dragon is showing you the truth. You definitely want a distraction at that point. You hope the phone rings. You hope uh, you know the house starts on fire just for the distraction. But ultimately it's all about the truth, that inner knowingness of why you're really here. I sat down to write The Time of the Machines. And, and by the way, the, the book is very real. And the book is kind of a joke, too. It's very real because I actually did write it, and I didn't write it uh, like chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. Uh, I wrote maybe chapter twenty at one point, and then I came back and wrote chapter two. I bounced around a lot, and because I was time traveling and I had to. There were a a total of about thirty-two chapters in the book. envisioned chapters in the book, but actually in the number of written chapters only about 19. There's a lot of unfinished chapters, so we're filling them in right now. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. And that's why kind of the joke is on Caldra, because it would be very difficult to sit and write the book right now. And I know many of you already figured that one out. We're writing it. We're filling it in as we go. Final chapter is not written, and there will not be a final chapter in it. How could there be? When it's a continuing story of Chambra, of humanity, of this planet, and all that's taking place. So it's, it's a work in progress. So don't give Calder any crap anymore about not writing the book. Leave that to me. Excuse me? Leave that to me. I'll give him the crap for okay. not writing the book.
0: Okay.
1: I sat down to write this. Uh, I was greatly inspired actually by my own dragon. Greatly inspired to write it because I had gotten very, very, very ill. Uh, it was right before my, um, uh, my full realization, my final mm. time on the planet, I encountered my dragon. And as a result of the encounter, it caused me to uh, do this thing called time traveling. Mm. Now. Normally one thinks of time traveling as something being linear. You go back and forth. Uh, Indeed, it's not at all. Uh, I I did some counseling with uh, my friend uh, H.G. Wells in about 1893, uh, as he started to contemplate his book um, about time travel, The Time Machine. And I tried to explain to H.G. that the t- The time travel that he was wanting to write about was so linear, you know, like hopping into this machine, pushing a button, and you know going back thirty years, going ahead a hundred years, or whatever it 's not like that he he couldn 't conceptualize it enough uh, to be able to write it that way, so he stayed pretty linear with things when i in- when I sat down to write the time of machines, I had this tremendous experience of being. It was like, like a lucid dream. Some of you have those lucid dreams. It's happening, but it's not, like, uh, it's not like what you would call your everyday reality. I had a lucid dream and found myself in approximately the year 2020 uh, with a group of Shaumbra. And it was really odd, because I was lecturing, <laughs> it was very strange to watch myself. In a, kind of like you'd say, the, from the back of the room, I'm lecturing in front of this group. And as I watched myself, I was amazed at how well I was doing with it and how uh, articulate I was and how I was able to take very difficult concepts and to explain it to, to people. I was proud of myself. It's all a joke, Linda. Anyway, I found myself in the midst of this group of chambra. And at this most important time, this pivotal time on the planet, a time that had been prophesized but never actually specifically detailed, a time that I knew was, was epic. But even the people that sat there with, with me, listening to me, lecturing, didn't really realize the magnitude of that moment. I time-traveled then back uh, just a few years into what you'd call your your time with tobias i had to I had to see well, how did this group evolve? Where did it come from? And I saw Tobias working with all of you on your issues, tissues for your issues and at first i I, I was a bit annoyed by this. Why? Why are you working on issues? And then I realized the deep wounds that so many had they Tobias had to do this. We couldn 't have launched into what we're doing now. Without a, a soothing balm <laughs> of energy over some of those issues, you had accumulated so many over many many lifetimes, and how are we ever going to do what I had seen us doing in 2020 with all these issues? I also realized at that point that Tobias called everybody forth. He sent out that call. He cast the net, so to speak, to Bring in those who were ready, those who wanted to be here. I time traveled then back to the times of the temples of Tien. Oh, and even as I was going from my uh, moment there in the late uh, 1700s in uh, north of Germany, and and I felt myself uh, being kind of going through a vortex or, or whatever back to the temples of Tien, I knew it wasn't a place that I particularly wanted to go back to. It was, that's when I was a little slave boy, that's when I got stuck in my crystal prison, but I went back. I needed to find the origins of this group, Chambro. I time traveled to 2030, taking a look, checking in on Chambro. It was interesting, because you know, actually when I popped in on that group in 2030, I wasn't there. No? Uh, it was the group working with themselves, but it was the same group of Shaumbra. I, I had retired. I popped in once in a while for visits, for entertainment, uh, answer a few questions now and then, but uh, this group, Crimson Circle, Shambra, were doing it themselves. What were they doing? They were time-traveling. So, I was going to them from way back when, in the late 1700s. They, in the year 2030, were time-traveling as well, and we met along the way. And it was one great big, oh, beyond! That's the time traveler's greeting. One great big, oh, beyond! It, it was a delight to see what Shambra had learned, and they were now doing what I called the progressive time-traveling. I went back to the times of Yeshua. I saw this group, probably the <sighs> – I'm trying to think of the right word here – not the saddest, but the most poignant time of all when I went back and visited this group of Shambra. back in the times of Yeshua. The passion was high, but the sorrow, the sorrow was very deep. And I went back and there was really, uh, how do you say, there was so much passion, but a real lack of focus, of leadership. Uh, they, they enjoyed getting together, but Well, it it was kind of almost like Moses uh, leading the the Jews through the desert for wandering for forty years and it's like, where do we go? Shambra was kind of like that back then. It was interesting because that group of Shaumbra back then knew they had something, precious, precious something, uh, what, what some would call the secrets, the mysteries of life, the answers that defied the ages because it wasn't about the time, it wasn't about the year. It was something so precious for all humanity, for all times, but they didn't know what to do with it. They didn't know whether to hide it or uh, for later, or they didn't know whether to put it out for now. They knew if they put it out for now, they'd sacrifice their lives, and more than that, it'd perhaps be lost forever. They they were lost trying to decide what to do. It was. It was an interesting experience in the time travel, and uh, perhaps one of the longest chapters in the book, and maybe one of the saddest for me and I know for for you. What do we do with this? I time traveled up until what you would call about the year 2050. And when I hit this point, uh, I was in. I didn't set myself out for that particular year. I just found myself there. It was very, very interesting, because I arrived there, 20. let's call it 2050, give or take, a few years. There was nothing there. I mean, nothing. My first thought was that perhaps I had done my time traveling uh, wrong. I hadn't done it right. Uh, I would just en- ended up in a distraction. My second thought was, the Earth no longer exists. Humans have torn it up. they've destroyed the planet Earth. There's nothing here. That was a bit startling, because that was not the path that I had anticipated for humanity. And then I realized something I think it's so important for all of you to realize. Don't always try to find things in the same place, including yourself. You go to find yourself sometimes and it's not there, or it's not the same as what it was a day before. It shouldn't be, because you're changing, you're evolving, you're moving on. And if you go back – any time you have a memory or you're thinking into the future or the past, you're doing a form of time traveling – you go into the future and you're not there. You try to find yourself the way you found yourself yesterday, connect with yourself, connect with your energy, and it's not there. It's only because it's moved. It's different. It's in a different place now. When I hit 2050 and there was nothing there, it wasn't that the earth had destroyed itself. It wasn't that I took a wrong turn on my time travels. It's because things were so different. I was using the same perspective modality, the same, you could say, travel goggles as I had used before, and they simply didn't apply here. I had to get new travel goggles. I had to look at things different. I had to find it in a different place. And there it was, 2050. The planet wasn't like it was before. The planet had gone through a lot of challenges and a lot of changes, but the planet had evolved beyond the vibrations and level of consciousness that it had been even during my first visit in 2020 i did a lot of time traveling back and forth popped in on a lot of Chambra gatherings popped in on gatherings um some of your gatherings in what you now call kona popped in even on myself as uh, samuel clements mark twain and uh was was delighted uh, by uh, his um uh, humor and his awareness and his ability to communicate. One thing I can say about most all of my contemporary uh, past life's identities is that they're all good communicators. All good communicators. That was important. because oh, Shakespeare. Come on. Uh, Mark Twain and, and some of the others, they were great communicators. When you look at it now and you say, well, I wonder why that is, because Energy is just communication. They were adept at using energy. Energy communicates. Hmm. I travel back and forth. I had a fascinating time with this, and I say this because this is something you're going to be doing. You're going to be in a sensual you're going to be in a sensual mode this year that will actually open the door to real-time travel, which doesn't mean just going back and forth on a linear line. It's so much more than that. You're going to be able to perceive things but in a different way. But when you do, when you're time-traveling, particularly into what you call your future, you need to change your perspective, the way you view and interpret things, because it's going to be very different. You're going to be very different. If you were to meet yourself right now, if you were to meet your future self right now, the future of, let's say, uh, 10 years from now, and you were expecting to time travel from here to there to meet yourself, you'd miss yourself. Hmm. Like like going to, to a busy street corner and you knew you were going to meet yourself there and nothing happened. A lot of other things did. Actually, your future self was there. You just used a limited perspective to try to become aware of your Future Self. Your Future Self is so different, it doesn't fit in to the other people, to the buildings, to the vibration uh, of that moment. Your Future Self is, you could say, so realized, and and uh, I, I don't necessarily like these words, but I'll say them, it's at a higher vibration level. I d- that, no, that doesn't – I don't even like that. Your future self is singing a totally different song than everybody else, and even a different song than you're singing right now. So I did a lot of time traveling and thoroughly enjoyed it. Brings us back to 2020, 2020, the pivotal year, the year of changes that then allowed the movement into what we now call 2021, and here we are. I'm going to start the year off. I'd like to ask a very simple question. I wish we had a, an audience uh, in person here, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. And that question is really quite simple. It's, so why are you here? Why are you here? Your mind is going to bring out a bunch of answers. Just rattle them off. Uh, let's get past that. Those are Makio. I'll ask you again why are you here? Why are you here on the planet right now? Why are you here with Chambra? Why are you here at this time of machines? Feel into that for a moment. <laughs> There's still a lot of Makio. Uh, We're not really getting to the truth yet, but we'll get there in just a moment. So, I'll ask you a third time now. Why are you here? Ooh! I just heard a bunch of you, not all of you, but a bunch of you say, I don't know. Ah, That does not work here. You (coughs) You can say things like, I have yet to realize it. The answer is incoming, but I haven't quite caught it yet. You could say things like, "I am allowing myself to go into the sensual feelings of that answer before I say any words out loud." But I don't know; doesn't cut it. I don't know; doesn't work in crimson. So I think you should get not just put in the bathroom, but I don't know. You should what would be appropriate um, action for somebody who says, "I don't." I don't want to say the word punishment, but action.
0: They have to turn their chair around and face the.
1: They're doing that anyway. (laughs) Geez.
0: Well, it can't be too mean. (coughs) Pardon? It can't be too mean.
1: Well, I don't want to be mean, but I just want to make a point. Uh, I don't know doesn't work, because you do know, damn it. You do know. You know everything, you just don't want to admit it. So I don't know doesn't work. All right. I'll think of appropriate uh, actions uh, for that. Okay. Uh, Or be willing to take suggestions. Uh, That's it. We'll take suggestions on social media. What to do with somebody who says, I don't know, during a gathering of Shaumbra? Okay. And that applies to me. If I, uh, if I accidentally slip or Cauldre uh, uh, miscommunicates, mischannels, uh, what would I have to do? Huh? Okay. So, out for your social media. Uh, back to the point. Why are you here? And I, I'm, I don't have a live audience, so I'm going to have to do this uh, what do you call it? Telepathically. I mean, good, good. yeah, energetically. I'm going to do it. Okay. Why are you here? So, Linda, would you write these on your sure. fancy uh, looking glass there? Oh, that is a hey. that is a nice looking glass. <gasps> what? What? <laughs> okay. So, Linda's all set to write some of these down. Just uh, i was going to say, shot them out, but just project them, radiate them out. Passion. All right. Quite a few passions on that list. You're here is for that a word
0: you want written down?
1: Yeah. Okay. You're here for your passion. Uh, good good one. Okay. Uh, integration. Uh, hang on, slow down. Linda can only write so fast. Um, you're here for your passion. Uh, integration is the next one. You're here to integrate, and a lot, uh, many, many lifetimes, many aspects. Integration is probably the, I would say, the biggest, uh, the most time and energy consuming of all the tasks that you're going through. You're doing a lot of other things, but integration is kind of the net result of it, and there's a tremendous amount of integration going on. Uh, Next one is clearing. Yeah, clearing. Uh, A lot of you are saying that. Just getting rid of the crap. Uh, you got to get rid of the the crap in order to move forward. You're going to get stopped. You're going to absolutely get stopped in in your your journey, whatever you want to call it, if you're carrying a lot of crap and it's you stopping yourself, but I'll be happy to assist with just stopping you to clear the crap. Next one. Uh, I'm hearing karma. Mm. Um, okay, karma clearing kind of the same. Karma? Karma, yeah, with a C. Uh, so karma, karma with a C? I'm joking, dear Linda. <sighs> uh, so, I'm just trying to distract you, You're talking about distractions today. So, uh, we have we have karma. Uh, I'm not a big fan of karma because it's self-inflicted uh, damage. Uh, you don't have to carry it around, but okay, karma. You're here to let go of your karma, but we're not really a karma-based organization. Yeah. We're kind of karma-free, uh, if you know what I mean. So, uh, you don't have to have karma unless you want, and if you want it, great. You can have it. What else? I'm hearing Realization. Well, that's a big duh. You're here for your Realization. You know, I want to remind everybody, Realization is not a goal. Uh, it, it, realization is, is an allowing. That's it. You don't get to Realization, you just allow Realization. It's already there. I found that in the time travels again. One of the greatest, uh, funniest things was interviewing so many of you in about the year, I think I came in in about 20. 27, I think it was. Uh, I, I, I did a, a whole series of interviews uh, after I'd kind of uh, semi-retired from Crimson Circle. I came back and interviewed, and it was amazing, in the interviews, a number of you who were Realized Masters who said, that was stupid. You know, I kept on trying to do Realization. I kept on trying to uh, you know, force Realization or work at it, and it was only when I finally gave up on it that I realized that I already was. Isn't that funny? I mean, you have to, you have to pretty much give up on it uh, or, or allow it, but you have to stop seeing it as an endpoint point uh, to something and just realize it's always there. It was, it was just longing to come out. It was longing to be there, but you're so distracted and obsessed it took a while until you finally said, screw everything. All right, what else do we have out there uh, that I'm hearing? Um, um, okay, um, uh, how do you put this? Uh, Because I'm hearing it from multiple sources. Uh, uh, Help other humans, Uh, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah, well, you know, that's a huge distraction in a way, because the funny thing is you are anyway without having to put it as one of the things on your list, without having to say, this comes from my passion, this is why I'm here, to help humanity. Uh, but you are anyway. So, if it's in an any way, why even put it on the list? Uh, but, you know, we'll keep it. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, because a lot of what you are doing now is helping others, but don't do it to help others. That's a really big distraction and a really big trap. And I know some of you are like, well, you want to maintain this uh, uh, do-gooder side of yourself. Uh, you are doing good if you take care of yourself, but you have this feeling that you just have to take care of everyone and everything and worry about everyone and everything, and and then if you have any energy left at the end of the day to try to take care of yourself, it doesn't work so well. So, um, helping others. <clears throat> all right, it's on the list. Um, what else? Am, what else am I hearing out there? Uh, um, dragon, Okay, dragon. That's a good one. You're here for your dragon. That's, isn't that a truth? <laughs> uh, the dragon is such an essential part of what you're doing because it's going to go in and find anything that needs integration, anything that needs clearing, anything that needs rebalancing, throwing out, any, uh, anything that isn't in truth about yourself, it's going to find it so uh, it can be released it can be released. So, yes, you're here for the dragon. There's a lot of others that I'm hearing, but this kind of covers the main ones. Uh, yes, things like, I'm here to discover myself. Uh, I'm here for my soul. These are all good things. Uh, oh, this one I like. Uh, I'm here to learn Adamus Physics. We'll put that on the list. <laughs> it's really what I'm here for, uh, just to, to share with you what you already know, the physics of reality, to learn Adamus physics. Uh, and you can underline Adamus on that one, Linda.
0: Oh! He went away!
1: Oh! Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> no, yeah. oh no. Help bring me back! <laughs>
0: oh no! He went away!
1: That's all right, um, because we were done with that. <laughs> we were done with that, so you just put that away. Okay. Why are you here? Such a good question to ask as we begin 2020. And all of these answers are correct. Uh, and there's many, 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 many more answers that could be put on there, but right now I'd like to take a deep dive into why you're here. We're going to put on some music, and this is the first of two mirabs for the day. I just want to let you know, in case you have to use the restroom, that this isn't going to be a short one, <laughs> so uh, this first mirab will be. But let's put on that music and, and get into that mirab kind of consciousness. Why are you here? So, all these answers were, were correct. You're here to integrate. You're here for Realization. You're here for a lot of clearing. And some of you said things like, I'm here to learn to love myself. I, yes. Yes. But, you know, actually, I didn't include that one on the list. I'm here to learn to love myself, because I think as a result of what we're going to do here today, there's no learning how to love yourself. You remember why you're really here? How this all ties in. You're going to love yourself. You're going to see yourself in a whole different way and you're going to love yourself for what you've been through. So, let's take a deep breath and Let's go deep, deep. There's a lot of good answers there, but there's something else. There's something else in there. Why are you here? I'm going to ask you to feel into it. This is our second experience with true sensuality, true feelings. Why are you here? Started a long time ago. I told you, I time traveled all the way back to the temples of Tian. I time traveled to the time of Yeshua. That was tough. That was tough. I, I time traveled quite a bit in. What would you call the Crusades with the Knights Templars? So many of you came from that. I'm surprised there's not more discussion amongst you about not just the Knights Templars, but some of the other sacred organizations. You know what what you were holding back at the time of Yeshua? What were the real secrets, the real mysteries, real. I could say it was almost like you're holding the chalice glass, a chalice cup that was the real truth. You come up from the Essenes. I carried it for a long time. (coughs) The Essenes carried it literally all the way from Atlantis talking about in a time travel perspective. They'd they'd carried that. The scenes they came up in the area you now know as Egypt, land of the pyramids. Came up from underground. They populated in that region, what's now known as Egypt and Israel, Jordan, those areas. And you had this great mystery about life, the true divinity. But I guess the concern was that humans weren't quite ready for it. Not, not individual humans, but governments and the churches, the temples, they weren't ready for it. So, those divine uh, a divine formula that that was carried through by the Knights Templar. Oh, it wasn't just about the knights protecting the the pilgrims going to Israel. Well they, they did that, but there was a reason they did that. All had to do with that sacred chalice within. Why are you here, right now, 2021? So much of it relates back to back to then. I time traveled and I saw you. I saw you as the Essenes, as the Knights. I saw you just a few lifetimes ago where you just threw it all out. Went off lonely on your own. Just had had it. You were disgusted by. You disgusted by what the churches had done. Because they represented humanity and human consciousness. And look how they, they took what was so beautiful—the teachings of Yeshua, the beautiful life of Yeshua. They monetized it, they politicized it, they used it for control, they used it for tortures and war. It was everything contrary to what those beautiful teachings were about. Yes, the teachings were about love, but they were about more than that. Please remember now. Please remember why you're here. why you've endured when others have dropped out why you've held your truth even though you didn't know exactly what it was you couldn't define it or write it or say it out loud why why you held in there why you made it through 2020 but now you're into 2021 why are you here what was it going back all the way to the temples of Tian and with the Essenes? How many of you scattered after that and went to all different corners of the world, took on different identities? Some of you are getting very, very distracted. Some, as I said, involved with the Knights. What you read about the nights, maybe about 20% of what they really were. I don't want to get too focused on that, but for some of you it's such an important piece of the puzzle, preserving the purity of the messages of why you're here, why you would go through all these lifetimes, all this hardship Why you at times would find it almost unbearable, but yet you made it. Why are you here at this time of machines, at the time of Realization? Why are you here? Feel into that for a moment. It may not be words, it could just be a sensual feeling, but why are you here? take a good deep breath with that and let me explain, if if you would. Let's, Let's end the music for a moment and just breathe in. Why are you here? Well, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, there's a lot of reasons and they're all in your truth. But there's one reason in particular and it's what I realized when I was doing the time traveling. One reason that really stood out, amongst all the other reasons, and uh, let me explain it. I'm going to ask you to feel into this rather than just think about it. Really feel into it. Feel into your journey and how it relates to all of this. As far back as you or any soul being goes, as far back, all the way to the Wall of Fire, from that point onward, all existence in all of creation has operated on a system of duality. Ever since, as far back as you can go, it's been um, it's been light dark, masculine feminine, good bad, up down. Everything is based on two, yin yang. Everything. Not just on this human planet, but in all creation. Isn't it interesting that even software code up until now has been zero one? Duality. Now, software coding is going to go, uh, there's some that is a little bit different, but essentially it's all zero one. It's going to go beyond that pretty soon. And that's where quantum computing really comes into play. But not to digress or distract. Everything has been based on duality. Years and years ago, and perhaps this is one that should be pulled from the Archives and featured, it was a shout, but years ago Tobias talked about the four marbles. There was a, there was a white marble, there was a black marble, and there's a gray marble. Now, there's really just black and white, uh, all things considered, really just black and white, like there is in all of creation. Just Yang and yang, there was that other marble that we call gray, because it went back and forth. It sucked up to the black when the black was you know, in the lead, it sucked up to the white when the white was uh, winning, and it went back and forth. And it created always, um, a, a, not a balance, but uh, actually an imbalance uh, of the energies, but that kept energies moving, actually. But this gray fluctuated back and forth. The gray marble was simply an aspect of the white marble and an aspect of the black marble. That's all it was. And that's the way everything was for as long as the story could be remembered. You had your black and you had your white, and then you had a gray aspect that shifted back and forth, but it was still contained within duality, within two. Then along comes a clear marble and it shakes everybody up. They don't like it. Black and white, neither one of them like it. They both try to align that clear marble with their way, but the clear marble would not go to the black or to the white. And while all this was happening, the black marble and the white marble kind of got together. But you see they were both sinister, but they tried to get together and said, hey, let's join forces. Let's go to oneness. Let's go to oneness and uh, to overcome this new threat from the clear marble. Now, both sides knew that even if they tried to unify together in oneness, it could never happen, because one would trick the other. The light would trick the dark, the dark would trick the light, and they'd be right back to where they were before with two marbles, with duality. But they feared this other element, this clear marble. It was divinity. It was intelligence, beyond intelligence, that was ever known before and was what was carried in the chalice by the Essenes and brought forth. That's why you're here. It's time for this planet and so many places in creation to go beyond duality. Nobody knows how to do it, or they, nobody thinks they know how to do it. Most accept duality for what it is. It just is. You've got your yin and your yang. You've got ups and downs. Everything is duality. But there was a group from way back when, a very large group at one point, that said, there will come a time on the planet when we Go beyond duality. And when we do, when we start coming in, when we first do it in our lives, not inflicting it on the planet, but when we become proof that this clear marble can come in, this divinity can come into the duality, that light that is cast from there will change the course of creation. No longer needing to operate in duality, and that's what's happening right now, and that's why you're here. This was the commitment. You had to do it through yourself. You couldn't do it by trying to just teach it to others. You had to go through it in your own experience. You had to take on things that weren't yours. You had to play the role of the white marble, thinking it's better than the dark, and you had to take on the role of the dark marble holding all the crap for the white marble was throwing out, and you had to think that the black marble was evil and the white marble was goodness and the white was weak and the black was strong and all the rest of these things, and you took on all this in yourself. You took on things that weren't yours, that were humanities, that were your families, that were everybody else's. You took it on. You processed it within you. You cried within yourself for it. You agonized. You got lost deep, deep, deep in it. You got so distracted because you dove in so deep. And you did it because, well, that's why you're here. You did it because you knew there would come a time on this planet and a time for yourself to go beyond duality. You knew that the planet would have to go through things like wars and what you saw last year with the coronavirus and everything else. You ne- knew it needed to go through that, and you've seen in the few number of days that we've had in this year so far this rise to arms, whether it's physical or it's simply verbal or it's psychic, but a rise to arms by both the black marvel and the dark marvel, because they view your divinity, your clarity, as intrusive as the enemy. You'll see this rise to, uh, to commotion, to arms, to, and, and huge distractions, huge distractions on the planet, because the dark wants to stay dark and the light wants to stay right and they're both righteous in their own ways, but it's time to end duality, not just on this planet, but in all creation. It served its purpose. It was – I don't want to say a game – but it was an experience of energy, of the soul, of your soul, and it's time now for you to go beyond that. And it's as easy as taking a deep breath and being aware of what's happening and to allow it and not get distracted. That's why you're here. You chose so very, 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 very long ago. To be here at this time, not to go to oneness, but to go to the and, to the many. Would you really want to go from duality, you know, two, into one? No. The true desire of divinity is to be all that is. I Am that I Am. That's what happens now. It was known back, even back in the times of the Temple of Tien, that there would come a time when a group on Earth did this quietly. Very personal and deep experiences, not a communal experience. Very personal experiences, but there would be a group who went through this that was here to allow that Divinity to come in, and now's the time. We enter into 2021 we've gone through the shifts look at all everything that came right before this for you the closing of the orders closing of the angelic families all everything that's happened the changes that have taken place on earth and now it's time and that's why you're here you're not doing it for the planet but look at what will happen you're doing it for you but as you your radiance Goes out of duality into the and. Feel how that just shines upon the earth. That's why you're here. All the other reasons too. Sure, realization, um, loving yourself, uh, you know, um, taking a world tour, a trip around the world, all those things. That yes, to all of them. But you're here. Right now, so we can put duality behind us. Uh, it will still be there when you want to play with it, but we open to the end. i like a little music now as we go into our second mirab of the day. Let's get the music and the lighting right. You know, the funny thing is that you knew all this. You just you know you do that thing where you get distracted, you pretend you don't know. Ah, if you really feel into it your with your sensual feelings, this has been a long time coming. It's not to say that duality's bad; it was a way of living. it was a way of living, but now somebody's got to go beyond you know the others are they're so involved in duality, they're defending it they're they're believing in it so strongly, they're afraid to move on. Somebody had to do it. We had to close all the angelic families. We had to shift and change so many things. And now the timing's perfect. So, when I landed one of my time travels from the time of Machines, I landed in 2021. I didn't come there right away. I landed in 2021. And I saw what was taking place. Bushambra hadn't affected the world yet, a few be years before that happened, but I saw that move out of duality into the great and. You don't need just yin and yang. There's yang and gong and wong and dong and fong and song and there's all those. Not just yin and yang. Kind of uncomfortable moving out of an old operating system, but somebody's got to do it. That was what was carried in the chalice. That was the song of the Essenes. Taking a couple thousand years to get here, but this is it. This is the real time. Uh, What I'd like to do in this marab actually, though, join me because. You know, here we sit today. I don't know how many are in this shroud right now. I don't know. I, did I say I don't know? No. <gasps> Punish me, please. But <laughs> no, I have to finish the. We'll do it at punishment after. I have yet to calculate how many are literally in this shroud, how many will watch it later. I've yet to feel into the total energies, because I'm so preoccupied with what I'm doing here with with you. But I would say that along the way we lost about 983 98.35% of the ones we started out with. I'm talking about from the time of the Essenes, the time of Yeshua. We lost quite a few. Even after well, Tobias came in, some some popped in and popped out. Uh, lost a lot when I came in. I, they couldn't, you know, bear the magnificence, I guess, or something. All right, it's my humor, and Calder's saying probably my breath. But we lost a lot. They got distracted. Easy to do so easy to do. Let's go, let's go get them. I mean, not drag them by their shirt collars, but let's, let's get them. Let's let them know that we're here. Let's let them know that, yeah, even you got distracted at times, but you're here right now. Let's take a deep breath and go into the end of time. Let's go back to those times of Yeshua when you gathered, and slowly, slowly the gatherings got smaller and smaller. The risk was high. It was dangerous, so some just stopped showing up. Others were what I call spiritual fortune seekers. They wanted all the answers handed to them on a platter, a platter that came from the outside. and. They left when you didn't give them that platter with the answers. A lot left along the way. Some got, they got involved deeply in the, in the churches, because initially, uh, what would you call the initial churches, Christian church in particular, still carried on the tradition of the Essenes and Yeshua. It was only after about uh, your 380 AD that it started to get highly distorted, twisted. Some got distracted in the churches. Some, some got distracted just because they felt that uh, this beauty, this mystery, should be. Well, I guess preach to people, taught to people, in other words, to go out and evangelize, and it's always been against the ways to evangelize any of this, because you can't go out and teach it. No, you can only wait for them to come to you. And when they do, then you can show them, ultimately, you know what's in this chalice. So many got distracted by so many different things love, hmm. riches, and fortunes. Got distracted by conspiracies. Conspiracies are kind of fun, but it is definitely a dead end. Definitely. Let's go back and let them know they have always been family. They have always been part of this. Even when they have wandered off, even when they have left in anger, let's let them know we are here. Let's let them know they are welcome back. No judgments, no lectures, only smiles and hugs. Oh, there's so many of them out there. You know, actually, in a way, they've been wanting this for a long time. They've been they've been wanting to know it's time to come back. They just wanted to know that you made it. That it's real. And that we're ready now. For the physics of this planet and really the whole physical cosmos and beyond that, to go beyond duality. How does that happen? Well, it's when divinity is truly integrated. Let's take a deep breath and welcome back. To all those who got distracted, to all those who felt rejected, To all those who felt superior and to all those who forgot about the truth. To all those who felt betrayed, to all those who wanted the answers so much faster, to all those who were tired of waiting for humanity or consciousness to catch up, for all those who didn't have the patience to wait until the time was just right, to all those who got overly philosophical, to all those who wanted the glory for themselves rather than to be in service to others. to all those who tried to seek power within this truth, to all those who were tortured and ridiculed for their beliefs. Welcome back. And I say to each and every one of you coming back, we've all gotten distracted, including me. We've all been arrogant at times, especially me. We've all been extreme, in extreme self-doubt. Welcome back, you Essenes, you Knights, you priests and nuns. Welcome back, you lone birds, Welcome back, you philosophers and you thinkers. Welcome back to this group you once knew as Shaham Barach. We're here today. It's the year 2021, and we're going to go beyond duality. We're going to see what that experience is all about. We're going to do it within ourselves, and then we're going to allow that radiance to go out as a grand potential to all of creation. Let's take a good deep breath in our marab of welcoming back. Good deep breath. So, why are you here? <laughs> There's a multitude of answers to that, but the answer for today is time to go beyond duality. It's, it was one of the mysteries, it was, one of the, it was one of the early desires There will come a time when we go beyond the dark and the light, not back into oneness, but into the Great And. Let's take a good deep breath, dear Shambra, and all the time, you feel the reverberation right now into all of creation. Feel what we're doing right now, and oh, you're not doing it for all of creation, but you will affect all of creation. And all the time, remembering that, you betcha, all is well in all of creation. Thank you, dear Shambra and welcome back.
0: And so it is. Please, with that, let's stay with the good deep breath, the breath of life. Letting yourself feel into the energy, the energies of this incredible Adamus message Feel into the welcome back that went out. Take the good deep breath and feel into this potential of going beyond. Stay with it. Let the feelings flow. Breathe with it. Breathe with it. It's the good deep breath that really allows the integration. Stay with that good deep breath. Thank you for being a part of this show. We'll be back the first Saturday of February for more of Merlin I Am. Thank you for being a part of this incredible, amazing group that Adamus has noted. Thank you to everyone. Take care, and stay with that good deep breath of life and integration. Thank you all.